You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Did you just join us? Where you been? Aaron and Jake hanging out on this Thursday morning in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor holding down the fort back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. And on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline, our buddy down in Baton Rouge, the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair. What up, Chris? How you doing this morning, bud? I'm doing fantastic. Hope you guys are as well. I enjoy talking to you, especially after an LSU uh, win. The fact that the, the Tigers were able to snap a three-game losing streak, and they do it once again to Texas A&M. How sweet of a victory was that for the LSU Tigers just to get back on track? Oh, you could tell. I mean, you really could tell that it was, uh, you know, there's a couple of things. One, they broke the three-game losing streak, and, and, you know, it seemed odd, but they picked up their first conference win at home. Uh, so they kind of got that out of the way, and, and uh, you know, maybe that's a, a good sign and a big confidence booster uh, for this team. But they were certainly, uh, as they should be, proud of their efforts, excited for each other, and, uh, you know, it was just a, just one of those impressive wins. I mean, it was much like the trip to Fayetteville where, from wire to wire, it was, was LSU, and even though uh, both Arkansas and Texas A&M in the second half would, would have opportunities to chip away and make it a little tighter, uh, you know, in both of those games, LSU quickly responded, answered back, and took what was a 10-point lead and quickly made it a 15-point lead. It was a big moment in the game in that second half when senior Aaron Epps, uh, the 10-point ball game, you know, and he comes down, knocks down a big three. Um, LSU gets one of their 20 turnovers in that next sequence, and then he comes down and gets a two-point bucket, and just like that, it's back to a 15-point lead, and then LSU uh, would roll on to victory. But, you know, it was well-deserved. They played well. It was an excellent game plan. They were outsized at basically every position, um, and they just played harder. They wanted it more. Uh, it was obvious than Texas A&M. Chris, we saw Randy Amasar, and I'm still learning how to say his name correctly, Chris. We saw him get the start against Texas A&M and play significant playing time. And I think uh, you, you really saw the results in the defense and the, you know, the 20 turnovers that Texas A&M had. What does he bring to this team defensively that has produced, uh, you know, significant uh, scoring margins? Well, I think Jake, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's the defensive presence. I mean, you know, this is a team all season that, for the most part, offensively, there's only been a few hiccups uh, throughout the year, uh, and I think at this point where they are in the conference race still, you know, we're, you know, we've got plenty left, but, you know, each game it gets fewer and fewer um, to put themselves in a position uh, not only for good seeding in the SEC tournament to finish much higher than the predicted 14th, uh, but have a chance at postseason play beyond uh, St. Louis and the SEC tourney. Um, I think this coaching staff now looks at it that Randy is probably the best uh, off the ball and on the ball defender. Um, and, you know, he's had moments where offensively he can drive and very athletic and, you know, he can hit some perimeter jumpers, uh, and you'll take that. But I think at this point they kind of look at it as we'll take that as gravy. Uh, if Tremont Waters can do what he did, which was flirt with a triple-double uh, on Tuesday night, uh, if you get the scoring back-to-back games now from Dwight Reed, you get Aaron Epps involved. Um, you know, and Skylar Mays didn't score points. But there was a lot of things he did in the game, and Coach Will Wade made a point to talk about how he impacted the game, even though he didn't show up in the scoring column. But if you can get some offense from those guys, 
that for the most part have been consistent this season, then you go ahead and say we got to have a good defender. And right now, Randy Amwister is probably that. Uh, and again, if he's able to get six, eight, ten, twelve points, uh, you'll take that as well. Probably means you win by a bigger margin. I know you've known Will Wade for a relatively short period of time. I wouldn't call him a perfectionist, but just uh, he doesn't settle for just being average. We heard it after the game. Uh, he was happy about the win, but he also kept harping back to the fact that some missed opportunities in previous games. I guess that's what makes him a good, if not great, coach. Perfect. I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, John Brady has told me multiple times there are a lot of great attributes about Coach Will Wade, uh, especially being his age. Uh, he's much wiser than his years. But Coach Brady says what he likes the most about Will and, and his staff is that they hold players accountable. Um, you know, they come up with a game plan. These coaches work around the clock. Uh, they're not perfect. They don't feel that they're perfect. But they do, for the most part, put their guys in a position with a game plan uh, to have success or at least a chance for success against every team that they play. Um, you know, the game plan against Arkansas was a lot different than the game plan against Texas A&M, but both worked effectively. And I think when he looked back at just the effort, I mean, sometimes you're not going to hit shots, and he said that all the time. We get a good look and it doesn't go down, hey, that's the way the ball bounces. Um, but when it comes to effort, when it comes to defensive intensity, um, when it comes to going for loose balls and getting your share of the 50-50 balls uh, and not getting pushed around on both ends of the floor, that's effort. That's, that's not about uh, the basketball guys. And I think what you're seeing is we've seen how well this team can play. Uh, were they perfect? No. I mean, they got dominated by 20-plus on the board against Texas A&M, but they had to find other things, uh, defensive intensity, to help make up that gap. So we know the team can do that. So I think that's what you're seeing uh, after a game like that. Hey, he's happy to get the win. It was maybe not a must-win, but it was close to a must-win after a three-game losing streak. Uh, but to look back and think, hey, you know, Alabama's a really good team. Uh, this Auburn team we're going to see Saturday, for my money, is the best team in the league. Kentucky's good. They're talented. Florida's good. They're talented. But, boy, Auburn's talented, and they've got experience now. Uh, they didn't get a lot of ones and dones. they got some really good players who are going to be there two or three years. Uh, but Alabama beat them. Alabama's good. But LSU had them on the ropes. LSU should have won that game against Alabama. LSU is a better team, I believe, than Georgia. Georgia's physical, but talent-wise, LSU should have won that ball game. And frankly, going to Nashville, yes, it's a road game, and that has proved to be difficult in the SEC this year. But that's another game that if you get a little bit more effort, um, and you, you win that game. So I think what he was pointing out was we're happy to get this win, but I'm going back into that locker room, and I'm going back into practice, and I'm going to show these guys we're not lying. If you do these things to your best ability and with your effort, we're going to have a chance to win most every night. And had we picked up two of those three in that three-game losing streak, look what our record would be and look where we would be. We'd be up near the top of the league right now. So um, you got to like that if you're a coach, and that's you know one of the things that I said Coach Brady loves about Will Wade. Chris, it's still very early, um, but I was looking at Hustle Metrics, and they have LSU as the next four out. And you mentioned Auburn and how, and how good they are. Would a win against Auburn automatically put LSU back into tournament? I think it would It would come close. I think the only thing about that would be, to your point, that it would be early. And maybe people would say, hey, the jury's still out. Yes, if they win at Auburn, that's a big win. But we haven't seen from this team yet that they can't come back home and, and lose to maybe a, a team with a worse record. Now, after the win over Texas A&M, because believe it or not, 
you know, people who came away from that game saying, wow, Texas A&M is hot garbage, well, they just, they're not really paying attention. Uh, Texas A&M, I think, was still in the top 40 with RPI. Uh, the, the work they did in the non-conference was so impressive, uh, and then they went through some suspensions and some injuries. So, you know, they've only been back together for a handful of games. But when LSU won that game, their RPI jumped considerably. Um, so I think if you win against Auburn, I think probably some of the bracketologists would look and put you back in the four end. Um, but again, I think, you know, when you've got another game coming up on the road against a good Tennessee team, you drop that one or you drop one at home, you're going to be right back in the first four out. So, uh, but I think it certainly helps. I mean, it would be a huge boost based on the way Auburn's playing right now. I mean, they had a tussle in the first half last night with Missouri and then in the second half. You could just see the athleticism and the sharp shooting. They, they just ran away from them. A couple of news and notes from uh, football. Uh, there was a little bit of a change in the coaching staff where the fact they bring in Kevin Falk. It was named uh, official this week. He will be the director of player development. Chris, is this just one of those, a guy that has uh, local ties and, of course, is a legend down at LSU, kind of like in the past with the present for LSU football? I think there's a little bit of that, but, you know, I've always thought about Kevin Falk that he is really one of the more underrated running backs in the SEC, and I'm not sure why. I can't really seem to put my finger on why. When you look at what his accomplishments were here at LSU, uh, what he did as a running back, and his stats alone, I mean, his rushing yards, his total offensive yards, uh, I mean, they're, they're mind-blowing. But for whatever reason, there's other running backs over the years that, I don't know, maybe maybe got out in the public eye a little bit more for, for whatever reason, but I'll digress. But I think some of it is bringing back uh, a guy that I think a lot of people look to is really signified the change in LSU to really take it to the next level uh, when he signed. Uh, you know, from here in the state, uh, decided that he was going to stake his claim in his state school, the flagship school, and then went on to have just an incredible career. Um, I think, you know, it's a player personnel development. Um, they toss around a lot of titles these days on these uh, what they call shadow staff, uh, which don't have direct coaching ties in practice on the field with players. But you can't tell me that a guy that did what he did at LSU, did what he did in the NFL, uh, winning uh, several Super Bowls, is not a good person to have uh, around your players. Uh, and I think, from what I understand, it's going to be a lot about uh, keeping them on track academically, almost as a uh, as a cheerleader, keep them uh, uh, reminded how important that part of uh, the student athlete um, it is, as well as you know how to handle things. I mean, it's a big, big spotlight on LSU football. Everything you do, everywhere you go, uh, things you put on your social media channels are, are always going to be uh, you know looked at and judged and reviewed. And I think just having a guy that's that's been to the highest of highs in the in the sport of football. You can't have a bad thing to have him in the building and have some contact with your student-athlete. Just to hammer home Chris's point on Kevin Falk, 22 100-yard outings, the most in LSU school history, also remains the SEC leader in career all-purpose yards, nearly 7,000 yards. Speaking of another running back, uh, Darrell Williams, one of a couple of Tigers at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Williams says he can be an every-down back in the NFL. What kind of future do you see for Williams in the NFL? No, I think that I think there's going to be a bunch of teams that may not go as confidently as, as Daryl at this point. They may not look at it as, hey, I think you can be the every down back. But I think they're going to take him and give him a look as a guy who can really fill in at spots 
And then as he gets used to that level, I think here's a guy who could be an everyday back. Uh, so kudos to Daryl for, for putting that out there. And, and, and I could be totally wrong, but I just don't get the feeling scouts look at it that way. But I do know from talking to people, especially over in Mobile uh, this week, that there's a lot of people interested in the services of Daryl Williams. And for me, I'm thrilled. He, he really was one of my favorite guys to be around. And, I mean, he's, he's unassuming. He's low-key. Uh, if you're a team, you're looking for a guy that works hard, keeps his mouth shut, um, and, you know, just kind of goes with the flow. And he's just he's really a physical specimen, strong young man. And and uh, you're not going to have to worry about off-the-field issues. You're not going to have to worry about locker room issues. Um, he just loves the game of football, and he's very good at it. So I think he's one of these guys, and you've heard plenty of stories uh, over the years about guys that, that weren't huge draft picks coming out of college that, that get to the next level. Um, it reminds me of, of Jarek McKinnon, who plays for Minnesota. Jarek was a, a young ball player at Georgia Southern. And, uh, you know, at Georgia Southern, they don't put a lot of guys into the NFL. Uh, they've had a handful over the years. But Jarek was one of those guys that was just a hard worker, physical specimen, had good speed, good power, uh, got into the um, camps and the combines, and, and now he's probably going to be, well, he was this year, but they say next year he's probably going to be uh, along with Murray, the two, the one-two punch in that in that Vikings uh, offensive running game. So I think he, I think Daryl's a lot like that. It's going to be a guy that maybe didn't come out of college with people just drooling over him in the NFL front offices, but I think he's a guy that can get there, get in the right situation with the team, and I think he could have a long and very good career. And you'll hear his name. Uh, finally, Chris, we touched on this uh, last week. I know due to basketball responsibilities. You were unable to attend, but perhaps your family did. The big gymnastics meet down there, and a sellout crowd uh, saw on social media and different platforms. It just looked like an amazing scene to watch LSU gymnastics. Yeah, the family doesn't miss one. Um, they are um, they are right there for uh, every match. So yeah, it was it was something else, and it was it was amazing to see those numbers thirteen thousand seven hundred. Um, and it's a it's a lot of work. A one woman machine for forty years is DD Bro, and wow. you know a lot of times coaches don't get enough credit, or sometimes people say, "Well, the coach kind of got there, and the, the system was already in place, and they were already a, a top level program." I mean, there's none of that can be thrown DD Bro's way. I mean, she built this thing brick by brick, and it's amazing, and it's really a blessing, I think, for her, and I think people are excited for her that. All those years without a budget, uh, without any fanfare, um, and again, sometimes not without you know some some hardship and, and not a lot of whole, uh, a lot of success early on from a from a win standpoint. Uh, but she stayed steady, she stayed true, and I can only imagine the feeling she had when they stepped out Friday night and looked inside that Maribyrnong Center at thirteen thousand seven hundred people, uh, and then continued to perform as well as they have. So. It's um, if you haven't, if you ha- if you're up there in North Louisiana and you hadn't had a chance to come down, or maybe haven't been to a gymnastics meet, maybe since you you were a student here or, or years ago, um, it is something else. I've always said it's like WWE meets the Olympics, and the the staff here at LSU, the, the marketing group, the facilities people, and of course the gymnastics staff and and, and student athletes, they put on one hell of a show. And if you haven't seen it, you need to get down here. Chris, as always, good stuff. We appreciate the time. We'll be listening for your call uh, against Auburn this weekend. Yeah, hopefully we can pull one out. Hope everybody tunes in and 
pulls for the Tigers. It'd be a big one for Coach Wade and company, no doubt. You guys have a great weekend. You too, bud. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, joining us for his weekly visit on Thursdays around 8 o'clock. You ever been to a gymnastics meet? I have not. Hmm. Have you? No, I have not. <laughs> well, well then. I what think I, I'd like to go, though. It'd be cool. I think so. I mean, if you... would be a lot going on. That's surely the there's something that's getting these people to keep coming back, huh. right? I mean, it's got to be entertaining because, man, it's packed. It's like um, for the Alabama meet the other, other day, I saw the traffic was insane. You know, that's, I saw a lot of people. You know, you're getting almost fourteen thousand people in there. Yeah, that's, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's got to be something worth, you know, worth drawing. If if it's getting all these people to come back, I mean, it's got to be something worth maybe going down there and checking out one day. I watched during the Olympics. I mean, it's better. I've watched it on TV before, yeah, but yeah, I've never like yeah. went and saw it live. It's better than figure skating. Yeah, I woke up the other. Uh, I was taking my little morning nap. And I usually watch either Dan Patrick or uh, Levitard and Stugat. So I, I fell asleep and I woke up and the figure skating was going on. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> usually try to sleep when it's on. <laughs> Speaking of figure skating, I want to see the new movie, I, Tanya. <laughs> all right. I, I, uh, I didn't really – I was too young when all that stuff went down. And it's hard to believe that that actually took place. Mm. I'm sure you could give us a lot more on that for our part in chance. 888-993-7762. We'll revisit the poll question after the break. Plus, top 10 rankings. Oh, top Come 10. on. <laughs> How hard is that? I, I even went with the alliteration, you know, so you, you could uh, be a little That's catchy. what threw me off. Top 10 Thursday. Uh, continues. Top moments from the NFL <sighs> season. You can weigh in. 888 Seven seven six two. You try to start something. I'm new. slow, Jake. You, you should know that by now. New. It's slow. It takes a while. I'm getting old. <laughs> We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com.
Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Gronkowski, his second face. of the day. In your face. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Calling for the football. Saints coming off the edge. The ball is popped Cam up in the Jordan. air. Intercepted by Cam Jordan for the touchdown. Weird. Fires downfield. You better believe all day. A little jump cut, a little shimmy. Good! Yes! 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 Some of the best radio calls. I say best. I don't even know. All right. I, let's play off that a little bit. Was that Jesse the body Ventura? I think there? it was. It sounded like him. Are color guys digressing with their performance in the NFL? Are they encouraging this more, stepping all over the play-by-play guys? Look, I think there's a fine line because I like the excitement. Like, I like the natural uh, reaction. Um if it's you know if it's authentic, I don't like when people plan to say something. You know what I mean? And oh, it they write it down. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you're like, uh, yeah. you know, I like when you feel the moment and say something. But I, I think you have to know when to do it. And I don't. Does Lynn Rollins, you think, write some stuff down? No, I sat next to him at the baseball state championships, and he just talks like that. Yeah. Like we were just talking off air, and he talks like that. So he <laughs> he's crazy, man. I was blown away by him. Uh, that's funny you bring him up, but, uh, no, I just think, um, you know, you, you gotta know when to do it. You can't st- step all over your play by play guy. Well, they're stepping all over. Them. They are they're hooting and hollering, screaming the number one fan in the booth. I mean, yeah. some of that you would expect to hear in a high school broadcast from guys that are getting paid literally nickels. Yeah. But if there's like a hell, Mar- like the Minnesota play, for instance, I, I think we'll how could that. you contain yourself <laughs> yeah, in that moment? Like, I, I understand that. Um, Richie says this because we were talking about the, the gymnastics LSU. He says, it's got to be more than just flipping. He said WWE meets Olympics complete with entrances and promos maybe. And, he's, and then he says, what are you going to do when LSU's gymnastics runs wild on you, brother? <laughs> Well, a lot of those calls from the NFL sounded a little like WWE. They did. Anyway, that, Jim that Ross. Really, that really yeah. did sound like uh, yeah. Jesse the Body. Uh, let's go to the Stuart Shelby State from uh, Hotline. Uh, Morgan joins us. What's on your mind, bud? Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Hey, I was calling to uh, you know chime in on the, the top moments in the NFL this year. I, I, you guys may have made mention of these guys, but uh, I just tuned in on my drive and I was thinking about, you know, Kyle Williams making the playoffs, uh, a couple local guys, the impact they had for their team, uh, Kyle Williams for the Bills, and then, you know, Andrew Whitworth. I read an article yesterday that he was selected to be captain for the NFC Pro Bowl, and just what a what an impact he made at, uh, out in Los Angeles with the Rams and that young team and young coach and how I feel like their success was could be really attributed to uh, to his signing out there, and uh, you know, with him being from right here in West Monroe, Louisiana, he was a classmate of mine. Uh, I don't think he gets enough praise and credit sometimes. Uh, he he really is the best of the best, and uh, both on and off the field. I want to tell a quick story about him. 
uh, when we were in high school, you know, they have the FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and I remember going to an FCA one morning uh, at West Monroe High School. He was there before it was daylight, setting up the classroom. It was still dark outside. He was there setting up the classroom, um, drinks and donuts, and just making sure everything was prepared for that for that meeting that morning at 630 uh, and man, that was when he was in high school. So he he's had that leadership in him from the beginning. So just wanted to touch base and uh, mention those two guys. Give them a shout out this morning. Yeah, good point, Morgan. Thanks for the story, bud. Yes, we are sir. working on a, a big wit. Will join us after he gets back from the uh, Pro Bowl. We're yeah. just kind of working out the logistics of that. If you didn't hear, like he said, Whitworth, the NFC captain, a well-deserved honor for him. We were curious how it was going to work out, you know, going from the Bengals to the Rams. Uh, worked All out right. quite nicely for him and that franchise. And we should have put that video and that moment in the locker room watching the Bills uh, celebrate the opportunity to go to the postseason. Yeah. And not only that, uh, the video, of course, of Kyle and the two of his sons right there celebrating the moment. And then, of course, his teammates and the coaches coming by and knowing how big of a moment that was in Kyle's career. That was pretty darn cool. Very cool. Very cool. Jake didn't have that on his top ten. You I didn't, didn't either. Yeah. But but the whole – back to the whole Whitworth thing, you know, I think he does get a lot of credit because people are quick to point out the the progression of Jared Goff and what, you know – what was the stat? We I had it. It was like in Goff's nine games last year, he had like twenty some sacks. This year, literally for the entire year when he was in there, it was something like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And Whitworth had a lot to do with that, Absolutely. stabilizing that offensive lineman, of course, in the protection on the left side. Yeah, and you see, I mean, obviously he's been, you know, rewarded with the Pro Bowl. But I think throughout the year, a lot of people have pointed that out that Whitworth has made the difference for for golf it's he's made it easier on golf and you know when you can stand in a, a clean pocket it's easier to stand back there and sling it around a little bit all right uh let's take a timeout. coming up next we'll resume top 10 thursday our 10 best moments go. from the nfl season we'll recap 10 through 6 and then we'll reveal 5 through 1 coming up after the break on the morning drive <laughs> Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. We have a huge selection of modular homes, lighted, decorated, and air-conditioned for your shopping comfort. For 40 years now, Greg Tilly's has been saving you thousands. Visit our photo gallery at Tilly'sModular.com or see us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Rocket fast car wash. Rocket fast. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Sparkling clean in four minutes. We'll show you how. Get as clean as can be. Yeah, baby. Right now. Come on. Great watch. Breathe vacuums. Cool technology. Rocket Fast Car Wash. Rocket Fast. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Now with six locations from Monroe to our newest on Mansfield Road in Shreveport. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. 
He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, before we get to uh, top 10 Thursday, uh, ranking the 10 best moments from the NFL season, you got some uh, interesting news. So, Darren Ravel just put out that the entire $10.4 million buyout Texas A&M owes uh, Kevin Sumlin, it's due today. Oh, Can you imagine? Like, Aaron, if you were going to get $10 million in one day. See ya. Exactly. How hard would it be to show up to work and put in the hours upon hours that's needed to, to, you know, create a successful football program? That would have been a great question if you're an Arizona administrator. Someone comes in there and says, all right, uh, what is today? January, whatever 25th. it is. 25th. So on January 25th, someone, you're going to get a check from Texas A&M, well over $10 million. Are you really going to be committed to getting out on the streets and hitting that recruiting path? Sure. And if you're Kevin someone, if you're sitting in today in those Arizona offices and you get that certified mail and you open up that thing, you know it's coming. Going to call it a half day. <laughs> call it a half day. That's probably one of those direct deposit kind of deals. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't imagine. Well, I just, once again, it also shows, hammers home, just Texas A&M buffoons. Hey, if you got the money to blow it, blow it. And then $75 million for Jimbo. Jimbo. Yeah, my number three coach in the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, recap our top ten uh, rankings of the best moments in the NFL season. Uh, give us your ten through six, Jake. All right, so we had the infamous Trubisky two-point conversion at number ten. Infamous. Absolutely beautiful two-point conversion. Yeah. At number nine, I had Russell Wilson scrambling, that scramble completion. Uh, number eight, I had Jake Elliott, 61-yard field goal. Yeah. Number seven, I had Deshaun Watson's hot streak. Uh, at number six, I had Kareem Hunt, 246 yards from scrimmage against the Patriots in his debut. At uh, number 10, I think a lot of people are going to remember this NFL season, especially the debut of the rookie, Tony Romo, and the job that he did in the broadcasting booth. <sighs> number nine, the butt interception by Marshawn Lattimore. That was a good one. Uh, that was pretty darn good. Russell Wilson in that mad scramble for the Seahawks at number seven. As Morgan uh, pointed out, he wanted a little bit more Buffalo Bills. How about the snowball? That will certainly be one of those lasting images mm. at number six. Not the Hail Mary, but the Hill Mary for Kansas City as Hill runs wild through the Cowboys defense right before the end of the half. That's 10 through six. All right, let's get to the top five. At number five, you've got Jake. The Saints comeback win versus the Redskins. I told you I had something better than Lattimore's butt interception. This was the case where the Redskins were down by, I mean, the Redskins were up by 15 points in the fourth quarter. Drew Brees completes his last 11 passes to spark that memorable overtime comeback to win 34-31. to 31. I, I keep going back to that Alvin uh, Kamara uh, bobbling catch, which, which he made it seem so easy, but the level of difficulty to reel that in when you're, you're running as fast as him. Incredible catch. Um, I just I can't say enough about this game because – this was one of those games where 
you know, the Saints were so were red hot at the time, and they they performed so badly in the first couple of quarters, and then to turn it on like that, that's when we all kind of got together and said, you know what, they played bad and they still found a way to win. This could be a special year, and I still consider it a special year, even though it ended um, on a sour note. I agree. I probably should have had that in the top ten. That was a great comeback from uh, the Saints. Uh, I had, and I think you got this as your number four, Aaron Rodgers and what he did against the Cowboys, another one of his epic comebacks. Yeah. The thing about this was we all knew it was coming. It, it It was against the Cowboys. That was a great game. It was back and forth. And then Dak Prescott scores, and there's a minute, 13 seconds left on the clock. And we just all knew that's too much time for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And sure enough, um, you know, he, he, he mounts a drive with the sun in his eyes, by the way. I, that's what I remember about the game is the sun was directly in his eyes, and that did not stop him from mounting that drive and, uh, and, and scoring to, to beat the Cowboys 35 to 31. Uh, my fourth best moment, Jake had this as his eighth best moment, Jake Elliott, and, of course, the 61-yard field goal for the Eagles to win the game, one of, huge, uh, of a few big wins for Philadelphia this year on their way to the Super Bowl. Here's what it sounded like, uh, courtesy of the guys from the Eagles booth. Hold your breath. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's one! And the Eagles win! This is that dream I talked about. They win! He's had this dream before. Uh, That's pretty good, man. That's really good. That's a game winner, too. It is. 61 yards out. Yeah. It's worthy of being in the top ten. Top five, eh. I don't know. All righty. And then we go to uh, your third best. I think here we pretty much uh, agree what we just witnessed from New England. Oh, yeah, this is the same. Okay, Patriots come back to beat the Jags. You know, any game that forces conspiracy theorists to draw conclusions about the result is worthy of making the list alone. Uh, but then you had, you know, the whole scenario where it's it's David versus Goliath, and, and it looks like David's actually going to pull this thing off. The Jaguars leading in the fourth quarter. And then it was like Gillette Stadium paid to the GOAT, and the GOAT went out there, and he, he won the ball game for the David game. versus Goliath. Bortles versus Brady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, all right, this is where we differ. At number two, it was just a, a great game in the regular season. New England versus Pittsburgh comes right down oh, to the wire. wire. Uh, let's go with that first call. It looks like uh, the Steelers are going to score the game winner, and then uh, Big Ben tries the old fake spike. Now play, fakes the spike, still has it, now fires, and it's intercepted! It's intercepted to save the game by Harmon, and the Patriots are going to win it! Jim Nance with the call, courtesy of CBS Sports. So, that's my number one. Uh, a regular season game? A regular season game, yes. It was for the home field advantage in the playoffs, yeah. which ultimately didn't matter because the Jags beat the Steelers. But, mm. that was the best game of the year. It was back and forth, and it, it offered some twists and turns that we had not really seen before. I mean, I guess you can make comparisons to the Des Bryant game couple years back but if you go back to that game and it looks like the Steelers won with a touchdown uh, over the middle and they say it's not a catch and which is ridiculous we need that changed but then a couple plays later 
Ben Roethlisberger fakes the spike and throws the interception. Instead of throwing a fade, he tries to throw over the middle, and the Patriots seal the win. And I just, I, I think that was the best game of the year because of the final two minutes. I mean, it was it was a back and forth game. I mean, there were several moments where you thought the Patriots were going to win, and several moments where you thought the Steelers were going to win. And just with the the, the no catch call and then the unbelievable fake spike call to throw over the middle. I think your heart won't allow you to put the Minnesota Miracle <laughs> at number one. That's what it comes down to. Well, here's here's my here's my reasoning, man. I have the Minnesota Miracle at number two, and the reason why is because – Okay, oh, just wait. Ten, ten years from now, what is the play that uh, they're going to be playing back in NFL films? Yes, but – Yes, for me, but – For me – I think it's tainted a little bit because of what happened the following week. I think when you remember that play, you're going to remember whether or not they won the Super Bowl. And they so the Vikings were not a team of destiny. So if they go on to the Super Bowl, of course, sure, ignited yeah, by the win one. against the Saints. It's number one, right. yeah. But I just think I, I go back to the butt whooping they got you know, last Sunday, and I just think that kind of taints it a little bit for me. Now, was it an incredible play? Yeah. Was it probable? Yeah, but – Part of me, too, is just like uh, Marcus Williams should have made that play. That play should have been a routine defensive stop there. Okay. Just got a text as a typical Saints fan. (laughs) (laughs) Understand the magnitude and what was at stake, Jake, and then how it unfolded. I mean, it's got to be number one. And I promised that we would not uh, re-air this uh, call, but I lied, and then I got to bribe John. So, uh, Taves, will you play what it sounded like up in uh, Minneapolis, courtesy of the Vikings Radio Network? Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay up! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Kick to the groin. Yeah, thanks. Stab in the back. You don't mind that color guy hooting and hollering and screaming. No, that's – listen, when something like that happens, it's like the kick six, too. Like, how do you contain your emotions? Like, something you did not believe. Yeah. Something that you thought was, was like, a 1% chance of happening. Maybe not even that. Mm. When it actually happens, how can you contain yourself? Mm. How can you be a professional? You know, I, I've never been in the press box for something like that, but I wonder how – how you could, you know, you're supposed to not root or, or do anything. I wonder how you could kind of just you get a little bit of a pass. I think on something like that, and I think well, it was, I think it was just like everybody else, probably disbelief. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I would like to ask the people, what should be number one, the the, the fake spike or the Minnesota miracle? I think I, I understand your argument. I just say that. You know, if they would have won last week, it would have definitely been number one. But now, I think when you look back at that play, yes, it was an awesome playoff play. And you and you tried to slight my argument because you were like, well, it's just the regular season. Well, the Patriots in the Super Bowl. The Patriots got to the promised land. The, the mm. Vikings didn't. So I just think that kind of affects it a little bit. Mm. That was fun. Top ten uh, Thursday. Top ten Thursday. It's not that It rolled hard. off the tongue. Uh, yeah, rolls off your tongue very well. Uh this is yeah. I think this is going to be fun. We we have all kind of subjects and topics that we can go over. 
forever. 888-993-7762. And back to the poll question today. If you didn't hear, there was a Philadelphia fan that uh, wagered multi-millions on the Eagles. We don't know if he got the line at five and a half or five. But supposedly, numerous reports, he put down $3 million on the Eagles. Obviously, he's got some money to play with. But we did ask the question today on Twitter at Morning Drive 97.7 and also at 888-993-7762. The question being, Jake, how much would you be willing to bet on a game? 64% of you say $51 or $200. Other 36% says $1 to $50. Oh. Nobody's going over $200. Yeah. No high rollers out there. Big no. spenders. Don't want to roll the dice. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up after the break. Unfortunately, I got a feeling this is where uh, the state of journalism is going. Unfortunately? You mean fortunately? No. <laughs> you kidding. do not want this. <laughs> I'm absolutely okay. kidding. So this, this lady coming hilarious. up next, you want her to be your coworker. You want her to be out on the scene asking the hard-hitting questions to Casey Jones. Quote, unquote, yesterday you said... We need to hire her. <laughs> Did that not come out of your mouth? Did that not come out of your mouth, Aaron Dietrich? Hey, Tabes, I need you to do a favor during the commercial break. Just listen to the clip and, and make sure that I did a good enough job editing it, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a tease. That's coming up next. A hard-hitting reporter at the scene of a fire. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe. 355-8595. 355-8595. When things come out of left field, having a game plan can help make a difference. Farmers Insurance has been providing practical insurance knowledge for more than 89 years. Talk to an experienced farmers insurance agent today and find out about insurance options so you can get the coverage you want. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find simple, practical insurance knowledge at Farmers.com. That's Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. You'll go to sleep 365 times this year. You deserve to have your best night's sleep every night on a brand new set of Bolin brand sheets, the most comfortable sheets in the entire world. Hundreds of thousands of Americans, including three U.S. presidents, are sleeping better than ever on Bolin Branch. Try them for yourself, risk-free for a month, and right now you get $50 off plus free shipping at BolinBranch.com, promo code Doug. That's Bull, B-O-L-L, and Branch.com, promo code Doug. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. 
Welcome back to the Morning Drive and the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. Let's get to our parting shots on this Thursday morning. I deal in reality, Dietrich. I don't deal in some some hair-highlighted, guy-fieri, wannabe fantasy land. That's the most negative statement that I hear from fans and media ever. So I'd really rather not have any more questions about, is it okay to lose this game? It's never okay to lose a game. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh, I was told that you won. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, sans français, s'il te All right, Jake, before we get to this clip, Let's have a little bit. Uh, we're gonna have some fun here in a minute, but a, a discussion. Oh, you want to be serious? First. Serious first. Uh, where journalism is going and how we gather our news today. Well, I don't think it's as bad as people try to make it out to be. I think people um, overreact, which <laughs> you could say that about just about everything these days. I mean, just get on Twitter; it seems like the sky's falling every day. But it, when it comes to journalism, I think. I think newspapers are, are are doing well. Actually, the you know a lot of people think that it's it's um, a lot of people look at it. You, you look at the big corporations. Yeah, they're not doing so hot. But I think uh, small town mm. community newspapers are actually thriving. Mm. Um, and I could speak to that just from what I know about. That's because you're giving them something that they can't get somewhere exactly. else. Exactly. All right. Exactly. If you're if you're, for instance, uh, like I work. For the Washtenaw Citizen, we try to give you nothing but stuff from West Monroe, Monroe, and, and, and a little bit outside of that. But mm. um, we'll give you some national news, but that's not the way we lean. And I know it, with you at KNOE, you 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 know you cater so much toward high school sports and and like ULM and Louisiana Tech, and that's yeah. something that you know you, you you can't you can only get in certain spots. And I think that's what's important. I think a lot of people lost sight of that. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. That's not the way you wanted to get to. Well, my, I was going to the more of the route, just uh, the way social media has taken over the world and literally how uh, you can find more, a majority of the people, their newspaper or perhaps their uh, nightly broadcast is now their uh, Twitter line or their Facebook feed. And that's how they gather their news on a, a right. every morning. They're not picking up the newspaper. They literally go to Facebook and say, all right, what's going on out there? Uh, who's sharing certain articles and things? And that's why you have to adapt. And I think it's important for consumers to know, you know, you got to look at the source. Like you can't just see a story. This happens on Facebook all the time. You see a story and it's some outlandish thing like, oh, let's just say, oh, Breaking Bad's coming back, yeah. right? And you click on it and it's fake news and you read it and you actually believe it. Like I saw uh, something the other day. It was like a, a fake Friends uh, movie coming yeah. out. It's like a trailer and people actually believed it and were sharing it. You gotta, you gotta confirm it with actual sources. And that's why I think newspapers and and uh, you know reputable uh, news stations are important. Oh man, I hate it when I click on clickbait and I get trapped. It's all the time. And, oh, I get so irritated. Yeah, I got a sexy, attractive headline, and I'm like, "Ooh, yes, I want to see this." Tom Brady or Bill Belichick says something very important. Right. Yes. Yeah. Stuff like that is everywhere. So you just have Bill to Belichick elaborates on uh, world peace. Oh yeah, I click on that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have known better about that. All right. My other point being, I got two other points. But you millennials, I mean, it's not like what is, back on. in the day where, you know, you're set to your time where I'm watching the nightly news, 5.30, the national broadcast. When's the last time you watched the nightly news? Uh, don't want to offend you, okay. but I like read. I like getting my news, like reading it. 
I, that's just I, I, that's just me. But I do. You yeah, know. that's not opinion. I'm talking about national nightly news. You know, back in the day, five thirty. Well, see, it was different for me. Mm. Back, back when I was growing up, I looked forward to the morning when I got my newspaper. Okay. That was so. And that's and I still enjoy. I don't really get that anymore, right. just because. I don't know. Times have changed, and really, it was you know parents and you know uncles and all that who who love the newspapers. But times are changing. It's it, you have to get it on. You have to put it online for people to see it nowadays. All right. So we're making all these points. I'm trying to get to this. So uh, ultimately, everybody is holding it in their hand right now. They all can be reporters because now they have True. the capabilities with their phone to take video and capture uh, you know sound, and you know they're at the breaking news, and it's their a moment to you know to shine. They're uh, 15 minutes of fame, and they can post it on Facebook. Then it can go on YouTube, and perhaps it may go viral. It correct? will go viral if you are animated enough. All right. So there's this uh, lady, and literally this goes on for five to six minutes, and this is about a month, a month and a half old. You may have seen it on uh, you know your Facebook feed, and made several uh, national publications. We're just getting around, and I sliced it up because I had to because of the language. But her name is uh, Rhoda Young. So she comes upon a uh, house fire, and she does her best uh, reporting of this situation. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, this is the way I feel like sometimes uh, journalism is going down this route. So without further ado, let's uh, hear from Rhoda Young on the scene. This is Rhoda Young reporting live. I'm reporting live. I'm a volunteer. Wavy TV 10 is not on the scene, but Rhoda Young is on the scene. That's your house. Oh, God bless you. The was in the car. Huh? The was in the car. Oh, it was. I, my house going to fire. I need to be here, too, because your nerves be back. This is Rodi Young reporting live. This guy right here, it is his house that is burning down. He do not know how the house caught a fire, but he was coming from the store with a six-pack of red, blue, and white ribbon beer. We have a house on fire right now. It's in after duty. The house is fully engulfed. Someone in custody that did start a house fire. That say he allegedly was, started the house fire. Allegedly started the house fire. They have him in handcuffs. Everybody is really mad at me. I don't know why. This guy right here, he just looked at me and rolled his eyes. I did saw the, I did saw the crime before the fire marshal got on the scene. Whether or not they want to give me gratitude or tell me thank you. But guess what? I know I did my job. I did the best job I could do. And if the uh, fire marshal can at least say thank you, Rhoda Young, for solving this crime and making our job easier, it would be truly appreciated. <laughs> you, you had it wrong. She wasn't a reporter. She was a detective. She solved yes. the crime. She, solved she wears it. many hats, that Rhoda Young. <laughs> I lose it when she, say it, when she says, in gold. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. I thought you'd like the best part, the uh, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, too. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> man. So for those who haven't seen that video, she she goes up to this guy whose house did did burn down, and yeah. he was arrested. Yeah, he was sitting there, and he was uh, enjoying a beer, and she was trying to do the hard hitting uh, investigation in the She's reporting. Got her there. phone in his face. This man's house just burned down. <laughs> that he allegedly <laughs> set on fire after her investigation <laughs> uncovered. <laughs> And that's what's wrong with this world. Dude. And then as it plays out, then she's trying to take all the credit at yeah. the end. Oh. Uh, Joey says a class A moron. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what makes it good. <laughs> that's just enjoy it, Joey. Uh, uh, the beer line was pretty good too. Yeah, she had to get the beer right. Uh, she had to get what what brand it was. Man, that that is 
that is so funny. It doesn't. These are. This nobody should take this seriously, right? This is why I'm not concerned. Like I'm not looking at this going, oh no, journalism's going down a dark path. Anybody with a brain should see this and go, this isn't normal. This is funny, <sighs> and and you know it's funny to us, but for the people who were affected by the fire, and for the people who were trying to do their jobs on scene, can't imagine how annoying that must have been. <laughs> I will say this, <laughs> and I'm a pile on you millennials again too. You know, literally. By the way, what what do you classify as a millennial? Like below forty? No, I mean, what, I mean what, you know, you twenty five and under, thirty and under. Okay. Jake always gets offended, man. I just, you know, it's it's how you feel if you get grouped with anything. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, whatever. All right, uh, we got. I got one more. Uh, we love it. The man on the streets interview can sometimes turn into pure gold, or perhaps you uh, come across somebody that was a witness. Right. And uh, you got to hear this clip, a lady also involving a fire, and she kind of describes what she witnessed. My friend came to the door, she said, well, I was on the phone cooking me and my baby some breakfast. And she said, hey, something wrong, it's popping. I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. So the girl come downstairs, she come out her apartment with her baby with no shoes on. I said, oh, girl, it's cold outside. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man. The building is on fire. I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Uh-uh, we ain't going to be in no fire. Not today. <laughs> the reporter just like, I got gold right oh, here. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. Yes, that's go. what you strive for. Uh, uh, Rhoda Young has got to make it in our parting shots whenever I get around to re-editing some new ones. She, she definitely does. She also needs to come in for an interview. <laughs> Um, if we could just kind of delay it for five minutes and put Tabor to work in the, <laughs> in the studio, I think people want to hear that. Uh, but there's only one problem with that, Jake. You remember I had to edit that extremely well. That's what I'm well. saying. Put a, put a tape delay, like oh, okay. give us a five-minute delay, and Tabor can just hold his, hold, hold his finger on the button. All right. We appreciate uh, Chris Blair for coming on the show today. Also, uh, Michael Federico. Uh, tomorrow, no guests scheduled right now at this moment, but I'm sure we'll line somebody up. Yeah, we're, we're wide open tomorrow, yeah. so we'll, we'll come up with something. Uh, everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. See ya. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.